Go Light presents Murder Most Irish. shows and movies where there's a pretend band oh. making pretend songs I can't deal with it and I can't watch it and I also another bugbear when you're watching a show and they do a musical episode oh yeah but that's always when the writers why are, are you announcing. doing this to me like I did that don't need every to see TV this. show I've ever seen that's ran on for like like fucking 20 seasons they always have one episode a where they're like, we're doing a musical and then they're just they're literally just talking about what they're doing and the man over no, there he's combing her hair yeah. literally, that's she's a beautiful lady and I know I used to watch Buffy and I stopped after like two seasons or three seasons I was just about to say Buffy did a but Buffy musical. did a musical episode and all they all love it all the theatre kids love it yeah for me see I didn't like I'm not a teenager. all kid. the Billy Barry Abbey actors love it and um, I don't really like uh, it depends on the musical but like there are very few musicals I like but um, I'm not a musical person because I'm dead inside yeah do you ever see when you're in an arcade there's always one game that has that music on it boo boo no, it's like oh. then it's like you know what I'm terrible at. Whenever I, I rarely go to arcades, but if you do, I love an arcade. arcade. I always love those games with the gun, and then you shoot the. This is awful. I'm not hyper violent, but you know that gun. You have the gun and shoot, you have to the shoot zombies. The, no, you have to shoot the deer. Oh yeah, I'm That's so called, uh, bad at it. Brain plays that game. It's all cutting something books. I'm fucking terrible at it. I'm like, how am I this bad? Because the fucking arrow comes up, and I can't. Graham loves that game. I'm terrible at it. I'm terrible at it. Oh, if you put me in front of a video game, good luck. Goodbye. Good night. Uh, I love a pinball machine. You like a pinball One of machine? my dreams in life is to have a house big enough <gasps> for a pinball, I can have a pinball machine. machine. There's a girl I follow on Instagram. She's a pinball machine. It's like a... Uh, what one is it? I'd like an Adam's Family one. <gasps> it's a, she's a Ramones pinball machine. It's very, very cool. Yeah, or a Kiss one, actually. I'd yeah. like a Kiss but she's one. a big house. Yeah, you need a big house. I yeah, don't have space thing for in Ireland, man. <laughs> Um, we don't got space for nothing like I see space. these keep seeing these people on Instagram and stuff and they're like younger than us and they have these apartments and I'm like where are you getting these apartments they're fucking stunning and they're huge how much are you paying for this but then they're obviously making a lot of money on Instagram and I don't really I my brain I don't understand how much money people make on these things like TikTok I don't know how much oh, money yeah, people no, make but apparently they're all like millionaires from yeah. and shit like Maybe we need to make a TikTok. Boom, boom. You want to make a TikTok with me? So I think my hairline's receding. <laughs> That'll be my TikTok. So uh, today I... Uh... <laughs> so now I have to draw a marker on my hairline. <laughs> my name is like, so I got my tea pulled out today. <laughs> Real sad. Just look at it. Uh, mm. When are you going tomorrow? Oh, you're going tomorrow. Yeah, I didn't make the appointment. Sarah Jane. Louise. Claire. Heffern and Letty. Yes, I could do you know my middle names. I used to and I don't. Sarah Jane and No. Shit. Sarah, Sarah Jane. Oh, fuck. It's a religious this is a one. Bad friend. I'm a bad friend. I don't know yours. I barely know your first name. Sarah Jane. It's religious. Yeah. Bernadette. Yay! Yay! What's your confirmation name? Antoinette. Bern oh my god, excuse yeah. me. I know. <laughs> 
And it's the female version of my dad's I name. Oh, uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Sarah Jane Bernadette Antoinette. That's yeah. what it is. I wanted to take Lucifer. Collins, by the way, is Colin Peter Jocha Mark Foy <laughs> because he is a massive fan of Aston Villa. <laughs> so took the footballer Jocha Mark. Know. How many people took Cantona? Oh, probably loads. Like, ha- I thought it had to be a religious name. In my school, it did. In my so school, it had to be religious it, as well. It's supposed to be religious and I wanted to pick my dad's name so I was like after St. Anthony but I want the female version but like you know the way uh, men can have like certain men men have like female certain middle names yes. like Mary is a really popular yeah. can women have male yeah probably not because misogyny well, women can but like no take that back misogyny <laughs> hashtag misogyny I'm sick of it what are we going to do about it, Sarah Jane? Uh, I have to ask you a question. Go, tell me. So recently I've been watching a lot. I need to stop because it's triggering me massively. I've been watching a lot of videos about um, the plus size community and like uh, fat Why people. Is it triggering you? Eating disorder stuff. It's triggering oh, okay. the fuck out of me so I need to stop watching it. So like bigger people, plus size, whatever, however you want to identify, identify fat. it. Whatever descriptor you use because I know fat is very upsetting for some people. But I've been watching a lot of videos of girls talking about their treatment by men because they're in a bigger body okay and it's so upsetting Mm. like I just girls saying that like this girl was talking about she was going to the gym and there was like a guy walking in front of her and there was a girl walking like in front of her so it was her a girl a skinny girl and the guy and the guy held the door open for the skinny girl and like held it stood and held the door open and saw her coming and slammed the door in her face sorry and she was like maybe that was just me being hypersensitive and she was like I let it go and then she said she was in the gym and she was on that stairs thing that I can't do you know you go up the stairs oh okay yeah yeah. and there was a guy the two of them walked over at the same time and she was like oh it's okay you can go first and he was like yeah I probably should because you're going to be on it a lot longer than I am excuse me and then she was like oh yeah no this is about my weight and women being filmed over whatever description you use fat chubby or whatever you use being filmed and laughed at yeah that's really common yeah and like just going on dates and being like treated like a piece of shit and being told that they're like you know uh, men have no other options so they just go with them and I'm like a lot of it a lot of it is American Women, women, and I don't know if that's because of the fact that there's a lot more Americans on TikTok and all all those websites and Instagram and stuff Um, but I just sometimes I don't realise how horrific fat phobia is yeah and how awful and truly terrible fat phobia is and I don't know if it's because I'm older and I don't I don't know what it is but I'm, I kind of had to like check with myself because I was like part of my brain was going is this really happening and then I was like Emma of course it's happening of course it's happening like I know women that have been treated badly because of the size of their body like or laughed at or called names or like you know and then just seeing these I was watching so many videos and I was so upset I was like what are what is wrong with everybody why are you speaking to me I would never in a million years speak to somebody like that about the size of their body or treat somebody differently like I wouldn't close the door on a person's face because of the size of their body I was like what is happening but then when I, I used to work in a job and there was this guy that I worked with and I always used to say he doesn't speak to me because he doesn't want to fuck me yeah and that's very much a thing. Like I would see him, he would speak to all these, you know, they're like really beautiful, kind of very thin things, but pe- women. But if he would not speak to anybody that was even slightly over a size 10. 
Yeah. Because you were a piece of garbage in his eyes because he was so beautiful and hot and he wasn't. He was a fucking idiot. But like that exists where it's like, I don't want to talk to you because I don't want to have sex with you. So just yeah. stay away from me. So that does exist. But I just was like so upset yesterday. Aww. I had to log off. I was like, I can't because I have fat people in my life. I know fat people. Like, I was fat my entire life. I know loads of fat people. And it's like anybody that would treat a person like that because the fucking size of their body. I, mm. And maybe it's a manners thing. Oh no, it's not a manners Is thing. Is it? I don't know. It's a thing of like, it's ingrained in some people. Like now to be fair, I've never had, I have never had like an interaction with a man or a male that I was in a relationship with or that like I was attracted to where my body was ever like, Okay. Talked about negatively. That's really good. Okay. That's, um, see, that's a positive I need to hear. Never. Like, no boyfriend, no boy I was, like, kissing. No girl I was, like, kissing in, like, secondary school Um, when I was like, am I a lesbian? Am I a lesbian? I never had anybody ever... Treat you badly because of those things. No, but I am... I compensate for, like, my body image issues with my personality okay so I try like get ahead of it okay and you're quite extroverted as well yeah I'm really extroverted and I'm lucky in a sense where like I very very rarely but that's not fair that you have to do no but I very no what I'm about to say is not like I very rarely have any interaction where someone has come to my body I very rarely look in the mirror and have a problem with myself so yeah so you're not projecting that either like no you, you don't yeah because somebody could say something very not rude not in any way negative but because of how my brain works and because yeah. I'm incredibly negative about myself yeah. I will twist that to fit my really negative idea yeah. of myself and I'm also like hypersexual yeah. in terms of like my commentary yeah um, and I do it the other way so I'm really hypersexual towards like groups of men when yeah. I'm with them yeah where I like would talk openly about my sexuality and I would talk openly about like um, if I found someone attractive yeah. Um, and I get that that's like not okay, mm. but I do that to deflect. Yeah, I don't do it to be like I really want to have sex. With everybody, I want to ride everybody. Um, yeah. I do it, but it's like a coping mechanism yeah. or it's a response mechanism for some reason. Um, I have had one hundred percent like people like comment on my body and like be mean about my body or like like the go to whenever anybody is like arguing with me or like oh immediately interacting, like negatively it's like that's especially for women immediately like you're a fat cunt you're or just you're like whatever parents, yeah. or like wh- why would anybody want you you're so ugly or like and but like the big thing that I've always had to deal with is and excluding some of my like past partners but quite an awful lot of my partners have been like generically standardly socially pretty yeah so like Graham is like generically handsome. Yeah. He is like that like generic dude. He's got that like strong jawline. He's got like a full head of hair. Yeah. He's like like quite fit in terms of his physique. He doesn't tend oh. to ever He's had weight fluctuations a hundred percent, but like Graham never gets like very, very big. Yeah. Um and I've had people be like confused as to why he's mm. with me. Yeah, that's really fun. Like, where they're like, why on... That's beyond messed up. Or I've had girls who, like, 
project how they feel about their bodies onto me and my, my relationship. But you know that that's their problem. Yeah, that's problem. their problem. That's and not I've never, you. That's like, not a you issue. Never, that's... But there has been times where that probably with me and Graham or like with other boyfriends where I've been like, you're better looking than me. What do you mean? Like I would, like I'd say it. Like we'd probably be talking or, and it doesn't happen that often and it genuinely very rarely bothers me like it's not something I think about or I lie awake at or yeah, like but, yeah, I don't think that's true though I but I, because, I just as a as yeah one, I because don't think of true. like how many people would comment also I'm sorry if this is triggering I don't mean to upset you no it doesn't or, trigger okay, me in okay, any way okay, and it okay. doesn't upset me um but because people would comment or people like I've had people like girls who were like bigger be like how did you get your husband like your husband why would you say that yeah. to someone um this is what I mean. I would never, never, never. Like Lindy West, I remember I was telling you yeah. she'd be in a bar with her husband, holding his hand. Yeah. And people would come up and be like, are you guys housemates? Yeah. Uh, I I remember there was that one person that you taught, we used to work with that was like that. Yeah. And I know she fucking pissed you off. Yeah. Because she herself was in a bigger body. Yeah. And she so had she a whole was, load of like body issues. Yeah. So and she, she was, was treated really badly with like course, her, per, by men, her previous so, boyfriend. Yeah. She immediately she had one boyfriend thought, that pretended that told her like he would sleep with her and then be like, we're not together. Or like, to, like and don't, don't tell, tell anybody. Your, don't tell my friends. Don't yeah. Tell um, and it was all her oh, body. So and dark. so I got like when she was projecting, it was all about like what she'd gone through. But she just did it so much that I was like, shut the fuck up. And also you have to take, I always say this. You, we've all had shitty things happen to us in our childhood and growing up and our body image and blah, 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 blah. You do get to an age where you have to take responsibility for the things that you're saying. Yeah. And you have to understand that if someone says to you, you're really hurting me when you say that, you accept that you're really hurting someone. You don't try and like, you know, shake it away. Yeah. Because I just, I'm 37 years of age and I, if I did something like that, I'd be like, I'm a fucking piece of shit and I'm really sorry. Like, you know what I mean? Because... People are like, oh, she feels insecure. I'm insecure, but I don't fucking say that shit about no. people because I know from how I feel about myself how much it hurts. Yeah. Like, I just, yeah, I was just watching stuff. And I, I was, am, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't I, suffer I'm, as much, like, I don't suffer anywhere near as much as I did when I was younger with yeah. body image, but I think that just happens as you get older and, like, I think you, you get more, go, comfortable more comfortable. But, like, I was always quite, like, self assured. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, yeah. I was always, like, and I've never ever, like, theoretically I've never been like what's considered a standard beauty size yeah do you know what I mean I've always always man I wish I knew you when I was like 16 (laughs) I feel like I would be a different person if I had been friends with you when I was like 16 years of age honestly because I was friends all my friends like most of my friends were obsessed with their body massive body images so you you you're sucked into that and it's like if you're not doing that it's not normal yeah. Do you know what I mean? But like, you're amazing because, no, this, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that because that is really fucking rude as well. I'm not going to say that. What are you going to say? You know this thing when people are like, you're so confident. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck off. I don't mean it like that. What no, I, mean I know, is, but I think, I think that there's. You should be confident because you're beautiful. Yeah, you should be confident. But I think confident. what you mean by that is like, it's, and I think some people that say that mean this and they don't mean it the way that it's perceived or that like, yeah. fat phobic, like, it's a complex salt. Yeah. Um, what you're saying is like, in terms of like, growing up in a society where you're like, cause I want, like I, my mom, my mom used to like, 
pretend that she was joining like Weight Watchers for her but it was really for me so I'd be brought along or like she used to like pretend that she was joining like uh, like an aerobics thing and she'd be like I was like I was like 11 and I remember being like sure you come along and I was just in our like gymnasium with like like, middle aged women women. and I was like no Um, and I would I like at like there was definitely when I was between the ages of 11 and 13 where like my body was changing and I didn't want to become like a fully fledged woman yeah, yeah I was yeah, really yeah. like was upset like too, about the yeah, fact that yeah, I was yeah. like growing like breasts like and boobs, all of these other things everything yeah and I was really aware that like that meant that like men would sexualize me mm-hmm. that like was something that like was really like upsetting to me but um, during that period of my time, 100%, I had images where I had problems where I would be upset and I'd be really like, yeah. cry. I would cry Damn about yourself, like people yeah. talking about my weight or like, but that all came from my mom. Like it didn't actually come from like, like there was definitely like, Bocker Bailey's a perfect example, <laughs> caught me a fat cunt. Like, but it was more inside your house. It was more of an Yeah, it actually thing. wasn't like yeah. out on the road. I hung around with like, with all of my friends I did hang around with girls, but I surrounded myself with very few girls. girls. Yeah. And all of the things I was interested in naturally were not like I did quite masculine. Yeah, like and like even when it came to like dolls. Sorry, considered masculine. Yeah, I, didn't masculine. I was into Cindy and I was into like the one that I went like loved Cindy. I was into the one that went mountain climbing or the yes. one I had like the pink hair or the, the horse cracker. cart. Yeah, I wasn't into Cindy or Barbie for like what she wore. You know why I really like Cindy? This is so bizarre. I like that she had flat feet. Yeah, so I like I that, what she, that was about. <laughs> yeah and like she had a husky one. Yeah, that was, yeah, like, yeah. One of my favorite. But like so what I mean by that is in my house, my mum was obsessed with my weight. That was, yeah. That's, and it's it, mad to, for someone else to be obsessed yeah, with Yeah, and outside, and my dad wasn't. Like, my dad was no, like, you're perfect and you're gorgeous. Yeah. And like, was really like, like, you're amazing. Like, there was never, my dad would never comment on like my weight yeah, or my parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it bothered my mum. Like, my mum didn't buy me clothes. But she bought my sister clothes. No! Everybody um, go to therapy! Um. Oh. Yeah, like, but... Uh, to but get back the, to your original thing. point like, is I the confident thing doesn't when people are like that's you're so not, confident I hope you know that's not no, what I know I meant, that but even at work people will say to me like pe- people boys will say people it, don't say that to super skinny people they don't go to go oh my god you're so confident they go oh you're so up yourself yeah that's the language like men will say to me either way we're meant to hate ourselves in particular in work men will say to me oh you're like like I come across as quite like ballsy yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah, they'd yeah. be like Sarah's like like in work everybody knows I'm the boss yeah you take no shit and like anyone that comes into my station or into my arena is like this is hers yeah and I laid that down very quickly but like men find that like really intimidating of course they do and like this is gonna sound like we're getting into like a whole load of like areas now that like psychologically we probably I probably should be but men want to fuck me because of that oh 100% like they don't want to fuck me because I fit no, some form it's, of it's, like, it's like fetishized you have like a like body um, thing for them you have that thing where it's slight it's it's off-putting for them but they're enjoying it yes. because they're not used to it yeah. because to men you're meant to be submissive yeah. and you're meant to be like in the corner me 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 do you know what I mean so yeah. there is that thing where it's like oh she's very self-assured she's very self-confident she knows what she wants yeah. That is massively attractive. Like, yeah, that and is so like massive, all massive, of the massive. men in my life that have like, as my relationships have grown with them outside of like Graham and outside of my family. Yeah. Normally, and this sounds incredibly arrogant, 
depending on how comfortable they are in themselves yeah. if they're very self-assured and they're very strong willed and they have a similar personality type to me they aren't sexually attracted to yeah. me if they're not yeah. at a certain point our relationship changes, it changes it and shifts. I always have to do that thing where I have to like you're like, my friend put that's them all in that are. boundary yeah, of yeah, like yeah. no we're just friends yeah 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 yeah. like we can't have that because I'm no, married no I, t- I totally get that like, and I know I've spoken to you about my relationship change with you where I've said like this guy is doing this now yes yeah 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 and you yeah, look yeah. up for fuck's sake <laughs> what a bastard I'll kill everyone um, but it's not like it's not because they're fetishizing me because I'm a bigger girl and I'm like but I am highly feminine yes you are like but that's another thing that's not spoken about in terms of like no being a bigger person no that's expected yeah you are expected to look 150% put together at all times because yeah. skinny women who wear uh, track suits and put their hair up in a bun are cute and casual and fat people who do that are slobs and yeah. disgusting yeah and the other thing as well is I just want to say your mother's issues with her weight were proje- oh yeah 100%. she was projecting her bullshit onto you yeah, that's yeah. all it was but like they were, they were saying like that um, fat women who go to the gym I'm sorry if you're using the word fat I don't want to trigger anyone but that's the descriptor fat women who go to the gym they're like make fun of in the gym but yet they're in their Instagram t- comments telling them to lose weight you're yeah. going to get diabetes and die okay so I go to the gym and then you make fun of me in the gym so I can't go to the gym what do you want from these women yeah I think like, it's what the f- fuck do you want like yeah. I was so angry last night and I was like I have to get off this because just watching women co- getting out of the gym and going into their cars and breaking down mm. and being like I have I don't know what you want and then when you know people go, people go to the gym and they're talking to the personal trainers and their personal trainers like how much weight do you want to lose and they're like I don't want to lose weight I want to get fit I want to be strong but I yeah. don't want and that's male um, instructors as well that is so alien to them they think when they see a fat woman it's like oh so you want to be thin you want to yeah. be really skinny you want to be super skinny so I'll have sex with you that's yeah. the mentality I did join like, the gym with Graham when we were getting married yeah. and Graham got really into it and I was like Fuck I remember saying so, I remember saying to someone like people asked me so people were like um, especially around my wedding dress so like that was the big question and that was it was I didn't was find it that triggering like everybody was like are you going on a wedding diet? Everybody. Everybody. Graham's mom. I'm sorry? Like, yeah. Like, and Graham's mom would never have meant it like in any way, shape or form like that. But like, Graham's aunties did comment on my size at okay. my wedding. But words mean things, Sarah. Yeah, I know. I know. 100%. Um, Like, there was like, when I went to get my wedding dress, like my aunties came and they were like, so, and the dress, the person that was fitting me for the dress was like, are you like, because that's what women do. Like she was like, are you losing weight for the wedding so I can like know how much? And then it just got to a point where like I did go to the gym with Graham, and I was like, oh, I don't want to lose weight. <laughs> I know. And um, I like I think that's the conversation that needs to be had as well. Not everybody wants to no, lose weight. No. And it's so funny because it's like all these little shitheads in the comments being like, you're gonna get diabetes, dad. Yeah. You're gonna get stage three, blah blah blah. And they're, I'm like. Literally, mate, Saturday night you were out shoving horse tranquilizer up your yeah. arse. Like, don't fuck off. Like, it's so, like they, they're they're insulting you by pretending they care about you. It's yeah. gaslighting. Like, yeah. it's insane to um, But the amount of people that did comment on like, are you losing weight? And I remember being specifically in the bathroom at my oh, wedding dude, on I'm my so wedding day. Sorry. And uh, I remember... Two women outside of the toilet being like, I thought she would have lost a little bit of weight for the wedding. 
Um, uh, I don't even. I don't even. I don't even know. I don't even know. I, um, and then the funny thing is, is like coming up to the wedding. Like on my wedding day, my dress was too big for me. I did lose weight, but I didn't lose it. I only, you were wasn't you were actively trying. No, God, no. Um, and even like to get pregnant with Lily, the reason I got pregnant with Lily is because I lost weight. Um, because my PCOS reduced because I lost weight. Honestly, I, I, am amazed that you were able to enjoy my wedding day your wedding day because if that had any of I that know, had happened yeah. to me I would have been in my bed for two I weeks. know you would have like I am fucking that's incredible that, that but that you are so like I am me yeah fuck you and that is it's the one thing that I'm like I feel like everybody should be like that in the entire world it would honestly it's incredible it's, like it, I, I do feel like especially people that like obviously look at me and then it represents them like they see themselves in me and then when i'm like i'm like yeah no i did i don't think about i don't think that like i don't and even like my mom like my mom when if i i try my very best not to go clothes shopping with my mom because even when she's trying her very best not to be triggering she just can't help it i remember i went clothes shopping with you guys before and i spent the entire clothes journey clothes shopping journey trying to be like no try this like yeah. trying to just yeah. put a line um, between what was going on but like, like my my mum is obsessed with a number on a tag yeah, like I couldn't care less like there's sometimes if I'm on H&M for example this sweatshirt I think it's like a I think I bought it in a 3X like but I know I could comfortably wear a 1X but I want it oversized and I want it big yeah, yeah, yeah. but like I wouldn't even think about it no you like just, I have dresses at home that like are, are 4X and I have dresses at home that are 14 yeah it's insane Um, but I it's not I don't even think about it. No. I just am like, oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, you your your mentality is I want to wear something nice. Yeah, I don't even like it's not and even that is like that is that is revolutionary and I'm not being ridiculous. That is actually revolutionary to think like that. Like that is because people the majority the way that we're controlled is with a, a size on attack. Yeah, and my That's sister is the total opposite. So my yeah. sister's like really slim. Yeah. She's got like that like curvaceous she got a booty. slim body she got a booty. but she goes to the gym and she's really regimented and she yeah. finds like Michaela could think about losing weight and then she's like she works at it and she that's what she that's what she wants wants and that's the thing it's fine that you want that but, but she gets really down on herself if she puts on weight oh no Michaela but she, now like the thing about my sister is she would never like my sister never comments on my body she doesn't and that's awesome as well like she's always like oh you look lovely yeah. or I really like your hair or like I love that outfit or like blah blah yeah. she, and I when I do like at times I'd be like oh my god you're back because I know that she works on it yes if I didn't know that I you wouldn't, wouldn't comment anything. on her body yeah, 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 and yeah. with my mum I comment on like her outfits I yeah. don't comment on her body. body I don't comment on um, body I never comment on people's bodies but yeah like I would never I'd never say anything about anybody's body unless someone said to me I'm in the gym and I'm working out like, or I'm oh, doing that's awesome and then yeah, I, well like done. I might if I see them in like a week because yeah. I know they've said that to me I might be like, like oh my god awesome. you, look, you, look, you look really great. well yeah. um, but I do know then there's some people where it's like if I said to you <laughs> you look well you'd be I'm like, like I didn't look well last week <laughs> when did I not look well um, the mind of an eating yeah, disorder I don't like most of, I don't know why but when I was younger I just figured like even with my mom I was like this is your bullshit like this isn't mine and you know what's really fucked up is that my mum was the opposite. My mum never talked about my body. She never talked about my weight. The only time I ever really remember my mum doing it is we went to pick up a pair of trousers for school and we went into the shop in Longford. And it's amazing that they this sticks in my brain because I would have been 13, 14. And she went up to the girl and she didn't think I heard her. And I was trying on trousers and she was like, yeah, she's just got a belly. And that's all she said. Yeah. And I was like, well... <laughs> 
I'm just gonna kill myself like but that my mum never did that and then I turned out this way and then your mum did that constantly and you turned out the opposite isn't it odd yeah but I think I had the difference between me and you is I didn't have like Michaela wasn't around so Michaela and actually that's not true when Michaela was around there was such an age difference uh, uh, between us that I never and I wasn't interested in anything yes, Michaela did. you were totally different. So I didn't look up to her. Total opposites. Like, yeah, like yeah. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, yeah, this Irish dancing shit is nonsense. <laughs> I spent most of my teenage You looked years up to Yvonne. Looking at Yvonne and going. And Yvonne is incredibly... Uh, I should have been aborted. Like, yeah, that's like, literally how Yvonne my Yvonne is incredibly well put together. She's amazing. Um, like, and she's then the other thing that I had that you didn't have is I had a really strong male support system. That's very true. I had a father who literally was like... You're perfect. You're perfect. Don't let anybody Don't let anybody tell you anything, anything else. Yeah, we didn't like, have that, yeah. And like, boys are going to be mean to you. And he never said boys are going to be mean to you. So that means they love you. He was <laughs> like, boys are going to be mean to you because they're idiots and they don't understand anything. Yeah. And he was like, and you're going to get there before all of them. And so I had like all... Of, I had all of that support yeah. on the other side. And when my mom wasn't being terrible about my way, she would be like... She always tried to push me to the front because I think she taught... That, the that fact you were that like I, hiding yourself? I think she talked because I wasn't interested in any of the shit Michaela did. Like I didn't ah, want to be, in, I okay. didn't want to, like my, I have, I can sing, but I didn't want to stand up in front of people and no, sing. No, I get you. See, you, um, weren't, you weren't like the attention No, yeah, and I yeah. didn't want to like stand in front, and it wasn't anything because I felt like, it did make me uncomfortable, but I just wasn't interested. Yeah. And like when I played football, she was like, I want you to be like the star of the football. And I was like, I just want to be on the team. I just want to play a game, man. Like, I just want to, I just want to be on <laughs> yeah. the team. I don't want to be. Like, we're not saying in any way your mother's a bad person. No, no, no. What we're saying. She and is we a all terrible have, person. We, um, <laughs> we all have our faults and failings. Like, and I no think the perfect. big difference between me and you is That's not what I'm I had that other sports function you and didn't. I didn't have a female influence in my life that was like yeah, yeah, really yeah. interested in their appearance. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Yvonne no, was doing Yvonne, that. No, Yvonne, but Yvonne is. Yvonne was like a size six when we were growing up. Yeah. She always was, she's beautiful. Now, she's like, a- I will say, I've spent time with your sister. Yeah. And she makes me feel... Oh, yeah. You just don't feel like you're... Being a woman. Like, you're like, like I, I can't do any of this. Like, I've gotten over all that other shit. Like, all this yeah. stuff. But even ask Colin, when I was growing up, like, my entire existence was like, I cannot... I love my sister more than anybody on the planet but I was like I cannot I don't want to be your sister I want to be I hope this doesn't hurt her I don't mean in a bad way I was like I, do, I just want to be do not stand beside me this is a 30 rock no but it's that thing and I think for me, away from me like the other thing that you had that I did, definitely didn't have is um McKay, I wasn't in the same school that Michaela went to. That's true. So there yeah. was no comparison. There's no comparison. Whereas, like, to be honest, if I like, like, if because Yvonne is stunning. Yeah, she's gorgeous. You're right. right. Like, she's absolutely yeah, beautiful. Like, my sister's beautiful. Um, to be, like, because people compare sisters. Of course. Like, and I know I've had, like, absolutely. I have had Michaela's friends, Michaela's friends openly, 100%, no joke, being like, are you adopted? Jesus. Because we are so, different. so different. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's the main Yvonne are quite similar personality wise. Like we would have quite similar personalities. And you do quite, look alike. Yeah, but she um, is like but Yvonne is like it I and I I know I always say this about her, but like honest to God, the most put together person yeah, I have ever, ever met, met in ever. my life. Like now, see the relationship you have with Yvonne. Yeah. I had a very similar relationship with my cousin Lorraine. Yeah. So my cousin Lorraine was a really, like she was younger than me. Yeah. But she was really. Oh, she's younger than you? Yeah, my cousin Lorraine's younger than me. Oh. She was really pretty. Yeah. Like like, stunning. Like the, the, the archetypal. Yes. Yeah. And like really pretty and all of my like, 
relatives were like Lorraine's so pretty and then as me as Lorraine got older and I got older we hung around together but when I tell you I was like I didn't like uh, there was a point where I was like I don't want to be around yeah, with it's you it's the Shoes Her Rock episode where yeah. What's Her Name walks up to Jenna and she's like move away from me yes like that's, <laughs> and that's like I'm not like that with my sister anymore yeah. I love being with my sister um, and as I've gone older my, my beef with Lorraine has definitely <laughs> lessened the beef Lorraine but, didn't know about yeah, but there is definitely moments in oh, my yeah. life now yeah, like, fuck off, Lorraine. where I'm like oh for fuck's sake Lorraine <laughs> but that is like a- Lorraine put up a picture after she had a baby and I was like fuck off but that's the thing it's so everything is so visually centred as well like and that, that for women especially everything is visual and I think yeah. when you're younger that's much more heightened as when you get older you're like I have bills to pay I have to go to work. Mm. Things are happening. Mm. World War Three is coming. I'll have time to be comparing myself to anything. But I will say this. Comparison is the fucking devil. Yeah. And that is the reason that there are so many issues with Instagram, TikTok, all these websites. Because people sit online and they compare themselves. And it is dangerous. Like it is so fucking dangerous. Yeah. Like to constantly compare yourself. to Because that's all I did for my entire teenage years. Like from the age of like. 11 when I started having needing disorder up until the age of like when I was in college after college I would constantly in my brain be comparing myself to my sister and she didn't know this like she wasn't aware no. of this she wasn't doing anything she was just being herself mm-hmm. but I felt like I didn't deserve anything because I didn't but look do like you Yvonne. think if uh, it wasn't Yvonne it would have been someone else yes 100% yeah. yeah because I was just crying out to be like I, I always say this I look for reasons to hate myself mm-hmm. I will find them I will find them under the bed. Yeah. I will find any reason to be like, you're a fucking piece of shit. And if it wasn't Yvonne, definitely would have been someone else. I do that with, um, I don't, I don't generally do it with like, with my looks or how I put myself together. The thing where I'm like, really beat myself up is like, if I commit to something. What do you mean? Like I'll overextend. So I'll tell, like I'll overextend with my family and I'll commit to it. And it doesn't matter how stupid it is, but I won't cancel it even if it's really like, I know it's like, so I do that thing you do with like Yvonne or whoever it was. I do that with like commitments to things. I'm like, I don't let anybody down. I don't let anybody down. And it's like, what are you talking about? No one asked for no, you to fucking agree to do this stupid thing. I think that a lot of that though as well is from your childhood. And yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, all of that shit, like. um, but yeah, it's a good question. I'm sorry. You did, a, you did say you had segue. questions, but you didn't ask me a question. <laughs> no, but I was just wondering like, because when I was watching it, I was like, does Sarah Jane feel this way? Not even does Sarah Jane feel this way. I was like, have you ever experienced that level? Yeah. So I was asking myself if I ever experienced that level of shittiness from another person because of how my body is. And then I'm like, probably, but maybe I wasn't aware of it at the time. I do remember being at work. There was just been a couple of instances where it's hurt my soul. And it's hurt myself for like the dumbest reasons. But then I've just gotten really mad about it because it's like stupid men. But I remember being out with you and Martin and Colin's awful friend came along. Oh, yeah. And I remember him saying to Martin, are you going home with the fat one or am I? And I remember being like, I will punch <sighs> you in the face, you ignorant, I don't ugly even... cunt. And it's like, these men are trash. <laughs> Sir, what are you bringing yeah. to the table? Yeah. Like, it's in the audacity. And I think I remember, I don't think I know. I remember him saying, like, she does have a really good set of, like, a really good set of breasts. And I remember Martin being like, you need to shut up. Yeah, Martin, and like... I remember Martin going, because she will kill you. Yeah. Like... She will, she end, will end your, your existence, life. like... Um, and then I remember Martin, like, I remember saying to Martin, you need to get him out of here. 
because I like I'll get I'll I will yeah no get with that, out the end of, of that night, I was very drunk but I remember just being like even like we're leaving and I yeah. was like oh yeah let's go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew something had happened but I didn't know what had happened um, I think I've definitely had I like moments like that in my life yeah. where it's like yeah. I'm the consolation prize to oh, someone don't say that um, but like it's I never people. stop being horrible to people please it's never affected me to the point where I've been like I take that home and it bothers me. Yeah, you wouldn't sit with it. No. Yeah. I'm always like, that's your loss, man. There was a, there's a show on RTE. Because I would rock your fucking <laughs> There's a show on RTE player and there was one episode that I watched the other day and I can't remember the name of it. If I find it, I'll put it into it. But it was basically talking to women about their bodies. Yeah. There was this one girl and she is, as she identifies a plus size model and she was saying she was out one night with her friends and all her friends are a lot smaller than her and she was in a pub in town. I think it was a mercantile. Yeah. She was in a pub in town and this guy was watching them and he was walking over and her friends were like, oh my God, he's coming over to talk to you. And she was like, oh really? She's like, he's really handsome and he came over and he just went to her. Um, are you not embarrassed to be here? Sorry. And she went, sorry and he was like like are you not being embarrassed to be the fat one with all your skinny friends oh my god and she said she before she could even say anything her friends were like like in his face screaming at him but she said she literally went home and And just couldn't get out of bed for like two days and that dude went home and thought nothing Nothing of that he got up and went to work and had fun with his friends and had a nice meal and that girl's entire life at that point she felt had been destroyed and that's when I saw that I was like who walks up to somebody I can't understand it. Like, it makes no sense to me. And then I watched that and then I watched those videos about those girls coming from the gym and then about other girls being like... Because you went down a rabbit hole last night. I was like, the last two days I've stopped now. I've gotten rid of everything. I've stopped looking at it. But I was just... I can't... And I I just can't fathom it. I would never speak to somebody like that. Like, if I thought that I said something that made someone go home and cry for two days... I would not be... Sometimes I say stuff to Colin and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, immediately. And he does it to me and then he's like, oh... Because you know, you're like, I don't want to, your heart's hurt. Like, I want to hurt yeah. anyone's heart. And maybe that sounds naive and silly and dumb. No, but I I'm think like, that's lovely. I think we've gotten to a lot, to a point in society now where it's so easy to make jokes and jokes and jokes and jokes. And like, oh, it's only a joke. It's only a joke. Like, I remember my sister telling me one of her friends um, had a group of like male friends and she was a bigger girl. And she said to Yvonne, like when she lost weight, the way they treated her... Mm just did a full 180 yeah like a full 180 like she was nothing she was an empty being to them when she was bigger but then as soon as she lost weight it was like hey yeah and i'm like what is this because i don't believe for a section a second this is all like psych like like we don't internally go all fat people are ugly but you know what the other thing is it doesn't happen the other way not at all not at all women like there isn't like one chubby male hanging around with large groups of women and then suddenly when they lose weight women are like like no like it doesn't it doesn't turn the other way at all like Um, but it's that thing of like and I know like I know I know know. sorry you have to go eat lasagna and I've been no it's grand I'm sorry I'm sorry for going down a rabbit hole I really enjoyed the conversation and I think um I, like I think thank you for talking to me about it because I've been really bad for the last few days and I've just been like huh, huh, and like my see you in your fucking brain I know I'm like, like all like I was saying to Colin my food shit has been bad and stuff so I was and then I was like why am I watching self punishment I was like why am yeah, I watching this when I was with you and I was like do you want some of these chips you were like no no it's it like, just I like it's like eat some of these chips you <laughs> bitch <laughs> but yeah no thank you for talking to me about it um, it's nice to talk to you about it because I know you'll be able to talk to me about it whereas you know there's certain people that just go oh yeah sorry <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean but no it's um 
it's I'm sorry for I went down a fucking tone fucking I love it but it's very I'm sorry for being depressing <laughs> but it's not depressing I think there's loads of positive, positivity in that I think if you are one of those if you're a person that like it does trigger you mm. I think you need to figure out like one why yeah because it's not your bullshit no and, and two not my monkeys, not my surface, you need so. to stop surrounding yourself with people that make you feel that yeah. way like do, and I think this is the thing I don't have any like everybody in my life is amazing I was just thinking the other day like I have the funnest people around me like people who make me laugh every single day like you and Colin I just spend my days like fucking laughing laughing with you I'm surrounded by like the best fucking people do you know what I mean so there's no active negativity so then I go "Uh, where is it let's look for it yeah you (laughs) You you do go looking for it but like I think uh, like yeah no you do but I think also like you always want to try I think with me with you and anyway I always see you trying to understand like it's almost yeah like I'm constantly trying to understand like, why are people why? doing this like, I, I and can't. I'm like listen this is a question <laughs> that people have asked since the dawn of my time my therapist is always like uh, people she's like people are people I'm like people are people people yeah. will people yeah I'm like but I don't understand why they're um, doing and I think the thing you have to take from it is like what if, like I never I there are definitely shit things I've done in my life and I have said sorry for them yeah. or, but it's like if you're going to bed and you're thinking do you know what I actually had fun today and I had a nice time I had and a good I day was I nice enjoyed to people. people yeah like then like there's nothing more you can do no I think like honestly and as lame as the sounds being kind to people is like the best thing you can do I think being kind to people and making people laugh yeah as long as you're making people laugh for like the right the right reasons like and not like like, anything else but like in work in particular I spend like all like when I say I spend all day laughing that's so nice I laugh all day long like it's so nice sometimes no one else is laughing (laughs) But I laugh all day long. <laughs> but that's the thing. I think just finding, as we're turning this into like an Oprah moment, but like I do think... Finding your joy. joy. An Oprah masterclass. Tell class. me what was your joy. Tell me, when was the moment <laughs> you realised that you had all of this joy? Joy. And what have you done with the but joy? But like, I do think though, I honestly do believe that being kind I'm a billionaire. Like, I have so much fucking money. Yeah. I do think being kind is like the best thing for your spirit. Like honestly, because if you go around being a fucking cunt to people 24 hours a day, you are going to feel like trash regardless of yeah. whether you're pretending you don't feel like and trash. And I think the big part of being kind for me and for everybody else is that you realise for me in particular like with my mum or for you with your mum where yeah. it's like if you can get to a point where you try and figure out why they're acting that way that doesn't excuse what they've no, done. No, but it's under- it is, it's easier to be kind to someone And you're you like, understand. okay, I get this. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna like and you tell them I'm not gonna accept no, that. But I understand. But I understand. But here's what I can give you. Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. that's one of the things that people really struggle with. And I understand why people struggle. Of with telling that, totally. people, do you know what? Like, I think whatever it is, fair play, but like you're not for me. No, that's it, yeah. And I think that's right. Surrounding yourself um, with people that are kind to yeah, you. Yeah, so. you're not for me and me, that's totally so fine. And that's why when I think about people that are in really bad relationships, I'm like, oh, whenever. Imagine waking up every day and being with someone that is just making you fucking miserable. miserable. Like, dude, I wish if when I'm a billionaire, when, not if, I'm going to give therapy to everybody. Yes. And then I'm going to be like, go to therapy. Go and to therapy. It's not for everybody, but it should be for everybody. Everybody should. What I'm saying, what I'm saying. Okay, I'm sorry for going down a big dark. Or rabbit watch hole Oprah. Or watch Oprah. Uh, God, old know. Oprah. Old Oprah, not new. No, Oprah. actually, old Oprah's problematic too. Remember when she the middle Oprah? The middle. Remember she wheeled She's like, this how much? And now she's like, how much money she got invested in Weight Watchers? Insane. 
Like, uh, it's an I remember, <laughs> like, Weight Watchers was like, I remember when my mom was on Weight Watchers and I remember eating an apple and her being like, uh, there's more sins and no points. points, more points in that than in a curly whirly. Well, there's something fucking wrong with this program then, isn't there, you stupid I cunt? feel like the apple should be better. The apple is better than the you. chocolate and caramel. And uh, you can't have smoothies because it makes it into sugar. That's Sorry, like, But the sugar's already there. I don't understand that. It's because your body, like, so the way it breaks it down. the way it breaks down. Nonsense. Um, and you can't have any more than three portions of fruit in a day. Fuck off! I would eat like six portions That's of fruit a in a day. What you've actually just told me is if I had diabetes. Yeah. You're on a diabetic yeah. diet. Isn't that what keto is? No. No. Isn't like, keto, wasn't keto developed for people with diabetes? I think so. Yeah. Sorry, um, but Weight Watchers, the original Weight Watchers that my mum used to do, is like literally a diabetic diet. Like when oh. I was, when I had diabetes with Lily, yeah. I was like, oh fuck, my mom was doing this for years. That's mad. So it was the Weight yeah. Watchers thing. So wait, have two digestive biscuits. Do, haven't they changed the, the name now? It's just WW. WW. But that's because watchers. loads of people came for them. Like, like the nutritionists went through like all of their shit and were like, you're telling people to eat chocolate instead, instead of, of fruit or veg. But you see that. And you, you're you not like the amount of women that have osteoporosis from years and years and years of being on Weight Watchers dairy. because they didn't have any calcium because they weren't drinking enough milk and they weren't or eating, eating yogurts or... or eating cheese because all of that was highly pointed. Like I remember when I was on and when me and you did some yeah. world and then I was like, Emma, you're not doing this anymore. <laughs> no. Um, Milk was like you can have like that. Yeah, you can only have like fucking, a certain. You can only have like a certain amount in a day. Like a milk, thirty milk. Yeah, or something. and I, then I was like, I this cut like I, what I what, and then you yeah. were like, you can have a matchbox cheese, matchbox of cheese. Fuck off! I need as much cheese as I want, you stupid bitch. It's yeah. done me no good because I don't have any tea. Any sort of a, anything like people telling you what to do is never going to work for, for me. Any, no, no, God no. Get a fucking grip on your life. Do you remember that time we went to that one meeting and that lady was? And sitting I was, beside going, us? I was. You were like, Sarah, please, please stop talking. Stop. But that lady was sitting beside us, and she actually broke my heart because she was talking about sitting in bread in bed eating bread. Yeah. And I was like, sorry, this sounds amazing. And she yeah. was like, I had, she's like, I had an entire loaf of bread with butter. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's slightly binge eaty because I understand that. But at the same time, sometimes you just want to have bread, butter yeah. in bed. And the girl was like, oh, why did you have, have the whole loaf? Because she wanted to. But you remember she Mary. was Mary. Like, but you remember she was the one that was like, I don't know why I'm not losing <laughs> And then they started to like, five wives. Like, okay, what did you have? Remember that yeah. girl that was like, uh... Sorry, Weight Watchers words and World Slim World. The girl that told the story that she went to the north and got a pizza. Yeah, and threw it up. And then she got, uh, she felt bad, but then she got food poisoning and she threw it up so she didn't feel yeah. so bad. And I was like, I have an eating disorder. I need to yeah. leave. <laughs> like, I, it was insane. Do you remember when they were like, right, so we're going to do, a re- I'm going to go through a recipe for pancakes now. <laughs> do you remember the one went, how to spell pancakes? And I was like, Emma, we're to leave. I'm not staying for these meetings. <laughs> or they were like, instead of bread, have um, bar-, bar what do they call that fucking br- brown not brown bread shit. It was like a, it's almost like a Belvita, not a Belvita, a Rivita, but it's not. Oh. It's like fucking, it's disgusting. What and is quir- it? Quirk. Oh yeah, is vile. Yeah, they were like, have please stop. Yeah. It's my favorite. My, like that time, that meeting was like when your mom was like, "I just don't understand why I'm not losing weight." And her daughter was with her, and her daughter was like, "Cause you're eating loaf, <laughs> you're eating batch bread, ma." Yeah, a whole batch bread bed with butter when you're watching the Olympics. Yeah, ma, you were eating batch bread, and she just went to me and you. Sometimes you just need to eat batch bread, <laughs> and we were like, "Yes." And then she was like, "Ed," I remember going, "Am I not allowed to eat batch bread?" <laughs> 
Oh, slimmer world. I was like, get me out of space. A bunch of women in a room telling each other how much they hate each yeah. other and being weighed like you're on Mars. Yeah. Now, Sarah, like, we're, we're going to put you up, right? Uh, you, have, oh! you have to stay for the meetings. You have to stay. The meetings are the most important part. I remember they'd be like, uh, no. or they'd be like, and what, I remember one week I lost like five pounds. They were like, Sarah, what you do this week? I said, got my hair cut. I lost weight one that first one that we ever went to and I lost weight the next one that we went to yeah. and she was like how did you do it and I just went to her oh I had a vomiting bug which I didn't she was like Jesus I wish I had a vomiting bug I was like y'all need to stop no do you remember that I always no. I can always whenever before we went into class and they'd all be in the toilet yeah do you remember they'd openly be like here listen I have to go to the toilet first before yeah. I get in the wine scales and then they would take off like their jewellery and their huh? shoes and I also there was we only went to two I think huh? together we were like we're done there was a girl sitting across from us and she was perfect like the, everybody in the room was perfect but like she was about a size 12 mm. and she was devastated because she gained two pounds yeah. devastated she was like I just want to be thin I was like honey you are thin what the fuck is it, anyway, listen, no offence to anybody doing Slimmer World. Fair play to you. Let's look. Um, just, you know, look after Those classes. <laughs> Emma was like, we can't ever come back here. Sarah's gonna we come. actually couldn't because Sarah was going to stop someone. Then they were like, how do you spell a recipe? I was like, I'll give you that one's difficult. That's a difficult word to spell. But pancakes? Like, <laughs> fuck off. Oh, God. Yeah, we couldn't stay. We had to leave so uh, Yeah, no, so many times I was like, Emma, I have to go. <laughs> Oh, anyway, I'm sorry for going down uh, a weight, stupid fucking bullshit. We got any rabbit hole. housekeeping? Housekeeping. Yeah. I here. I have a correction to make. Uh, so I was talking about that organisation in Limerick last week for uh, Rosa. G- gender-based violence. It's Rosa. Rosa. Apologies, uh, the girl who. Uh, is involved in it email me and message me and she was like it's like Rosa Parks and I was like okay that makes sense so it's Rosa so I apologise for that um, I also wanted to say thank you very much to everybody who's been buying merch I saw someone put uh, who was it put up the socks today did you see this? oh yeah. yeah 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 you're sorry I'm watching him. a man eat a Korean hot dog in oh, town fuck. yeah there's a place uh, called White Rabbit uh, it's down beside at the back of the uh, K Cafe Okay, around where that is, yeah. Um, so yes, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that's been buying merch. We really appreciate it. Just want to actually one second. I want to see who bought the socks because, um, Tele T E L L E Tele. I think that's how you pronounce the name. She bought the socks, and they're so cute. So thank you very very much to everybody. There is a GoFundMe set up for Jean McConville for justice for Jean McConville. Um, we did an episode on her. We did do an episode I on Jean McConville. Um, and then it's Sir- Samantha Stockin sent that to you on Twitter. Yeah, Samantha Stockin sent it to you on Twitter, and <coughs> so, then and then I, I don't know why I went down a rabbit hole of being like, yeah, we covered her on episode. Yeah, three. yeah, yeah. And then she was like, yeah, I know you stupid bitch. <laughs> she didn't say that. Well, She's really make- nice. She's lovely. Samantha, <laughs> you're lovely. I will find that and I will put it up on this ep- week's episode notes as well. Uh, there's also a march for Terence. Wheelock which is we did him we did him no we did an episode about him which is episode 51 so there's a march on the 26th of March in the Garden of Remembrance for Terence Wheelock that case is actually horrible it I don't know if people are probably aware but it was about a young man who was arrested by the Gardaí and then was found dead in his cell from an apparent suicide 
and there were a lot of abuse marks found on his body. Yeah, and the guards and never gave his clothes. No, his clothes it made, to blood. be perfectly honest, none of it made any his fucking sense. His room was painted the yeah. next day. The cell he was the cell in was, was painted. fully painted. So his family are trying to get justice for him. Get some answers, figure out what actually fucking happened because somebody is lying. So yeah, so that's there. We'll put the link in our uh, notes for that as well. Um, oh yeah, Colin just told me to tell you that this week on the Patreon because I hate fucking vlogging shit. The Patreon. Oh, we're, we're there's doing a, there's MMA a drive. drive. And we had the we best We had crack. the best time. And it was a we went um, out and we went and we found a hoolie. We got food and there was a rabbit. Not not a rabbit. There sorry, was a there was a rabbit. We listened to them. We drove around. We had the best crack. Um, so yeah, if you want to listen to that, it's on um, uh, patreon.com forward slash murder massage. And um, Lily's song. Lily wrote a song. Lily wrote a song that we're going to play at the end of this episode, which is the fucking cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. So I'm very excited about that being played. Um, also, the lovely Colin wrote a song for his nephew, CJ. It's called Song for CJ. Because God forbid CJ have God a christening. CJ would have his own day. His own day without Colin. <laughs> but no, Colin had to jump in. Fucking um, stealing the limelight. <laughs> with the it's song. It's christening. <laughs> and I'm writing a song about it. Full face makeup. <laughs> of the top of the, oh, the chapel. Um, of the yeah, chapel. so it's called Song for CJ and it's on Spotify under his name, Maximilian Foy. So if you want to give that a listen, it's actually incredible. He put it on sweet. the Facebook too. He did. And Colin's brother and his brother's partner both cried when they heard it. Which Aww. was very, and his his. Uh, what his, did his dad say? It's his dad cried, which I thought was Aww. so sweet. Uh, what did Colin's dad, dad say? Colin, you fucked up the cover by putting that fucking creepy thing on the front of it. <laughs> That's all Colin's dad said, though. So. <laughs> I'll get him to show you the pictures, actually. They look fabulous. They're good. But, um, That's everything. Okay, so Sarah's going to do her story. I'm going to do a story. Are we doing the magic intro? Shh. Colin, but, oh, I don't think. Put that the shh thing in yeah. I don't care if people don't understand it because it's for us it's for us <laughs> and this entire podcast is actually it's for, for us, us. attention feminists murder most Irish merchandise available now from teespring.com plain boring old tees getting you down hey buddy does your huddy scream funny duddy spruce up your wardrobe with brand new and improved MMI apparel exclusively from teespring.com don't be a mug buy one of ours like to steal things Things? Conceal your identity at the local shop and go with a kooky face mask. Be the swingingest crazy bag lady on the block with our organic totes. Murder most Irish merchandise at teespring.com for all your murder feminist needs. Teespring.com is a third-party company. All stock manufacturing, purchases and refunds are handled exclusively by them. Any queries should be directed to www.teespring.com. Okay, Sarah's going to tell a story this week to me and I love it. Okay, here we go. I don't love the story. I mean, sad, but I love that you're telling me a story. I know. You know, I, know I get it. You get me. Are we in? We're in. Strap in, bitches. In like Flynn. Go. September 11th, 1987. Immediately into the story. <laughs> See that? It was a dark day. A Immediately day. into the detail. <laughs> so, September 11th, 1987. The community of Wolftone Street, Kilkenny, woke up to the screams of fire, fire, fire. Anne Nancy Smith's cottage was ablaze. The 69-year-old lived in the cottage with her pet Labrador. What? I know. And I couldn't find what the Labrador's name was. Fuck. When the emergency services arrived, they found the 69-year-old and her Labrador dead inside the burning cottage. Anne was a well-known figure in her local community and her death sent shockwaves through the community. So people call her Nancy. Okay. So Nancy grew up in Castle Cormer and when she was young, she moved to England where she met her husband, Dick. They left, they left, I'm sure his name is Richard. Um, 
They left England after a number of years and moved to Kilkenny. They had no children, but Dick had nephews in the local area and Nancy would dote on the local children of the street Mm. and the community. They were very social and all of the neighbours noted that they would walk to the pub linked arm to arm. Oh my God, when old people hold hands. And they like really did love each other. Like they were like just adored each other. They were both involved in the local pigeon club and Dick had won quite a number of prestigious awards. They spent quite an awful lot of time in their local pub in O'Gorman's, which is actually still in Kilkenny and still open in Kilkenny, where the local pigeon club met. Kilkenny at this time, even though Kilkenny City, which if anybody who listens to the podcast has been to Kilkenny City, it's fucking stunning. It's gorgeous. It's one of my favourite places it's to visit. It's a great Ireland. place. Kilkenny is But it's like a big city. But yep. back then it was very much like a village. Yeah. Like it was very much a community. Like a little town kind of thing. And everyone knew each other and it was seldom that people would lock their doors. Like they all really did like have like that really safe community yeah, living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Geraldine Donnelly, the daughter of Mrs. Brennan, who lived three doors up from Nancy and Dick, remembers both of them fondly. She said that they would always be together holding hands. She said Nancy Nancy was a slight woman. She was less than five feet in height, but she always looked after herself and presented herself really well. When her and Dick would go out, she would always have red lipstick on. Nancy! She'd She'd always have her hair done in like a little bouffant kick. Fabulous! Geraldine said Nancy always had a smile on her face and was a wee dote of a woman. And I did watch a documentary from TG4 on this and like everybody just said she was like the sweetest woman. Like so sweet. No one had anything bad to say. Like and it wasn't even like uh like it was so authentic. Yeah. Like people genuine and when you hear what happened They weren't like doing that thing when people die when they're like they were a saint. No, they were lovely. Yeah. You're like your grandmother was a cunt. Um Des Murphy, who's Nancy's nephew, would always call to Nancy and check in on her and Dick. And But he was really fond of Nancy. So he said that he'd go and kind of like Dick was his uncle, but like by blood. But he was just kind of there for Nancy. Yeah, and that yeah She yeah. would like, like always have the kettle on. There'd always be bisques. She kind of reminded me of your mum. Oh, really? Yeah. Just, she a just, little, just a little cutie. Yeah. John Kinsella or Kinchilla. I've never seen this name spelt this way in Ireland. Is it got a CH? Yeah. Oh, no, I've never seen that either. Kinchella. Kinchella. He goes to che- cho- Coachella every Coachella, year. Kinchella, Coachella. Hashtag Kinchella, Coachella. Hashtag <gasps> John Kinchella. He doesn't die, does he? No. Okay, hold on. John Kinchella or Kinchella is also the nephew of Nancy and Dick and also said there was a there was not a bit of harm in Nancy is what he said about her. She's a nice person. She was small and petite and she always had a great big smile on her face. She'd give you her last biscuit in the press. If she knew someone needed it, she'd give it to them. Aww. Unfortunately, Dick died suddenly in, ni- ah, for in, fuck's oct- sake. in October 1986 and Anne was left a widow. The first month she was in complete shock and the local community really rallied around her. Dick's ne- nephews would often drop in and make sure she did not need anything. The local children would often go to the shop and pick up her messages, cigarettes or paper in the local shop. She would give them sweets or biscuits or money in return. Anne soon got back on her feet with the help of her neighbours and Mrs. Brennan, who lived three doors up, fi- helped her fill in all of her forms so she would get her widow's pension. She went back to the local pub and went back to socialising and her neighbours and friends really continued to look after her. Oh my God. Dick, was all, Dick would say that he was always worried about what would happen if he died and if he left her on her own. But the community really leaned in and supported Nancy and Dick's two nephews were also constantly 
in communication with her and checking in so with she her. she had support then. Yeah. September 10th, 1987, Nancy called up to Geraldine's house. She wanted to give Geraldine's son, so that's the, the house three doors up, so that's Mrs. Brennan's house and this is Mrs. Brennan's daughter. She wanted to give Geraldine's uh, son £20 for helping to get messages and kind of doing like small errands for her but Geraldine told her that that was far too much money like 20 pounds in like That's a lot of money yeah. so much money Geraldine told her it was far too much money but Nancy advised she had gotten all of her widow's pension backdated and she wanted to say thank you to the boy Geraldine's mother came in and overheard the conversation and said to Nancy you stay quiet about that money and don't tell anyone you have it the sum of money equates to about £900 or so she was paid, which is worth about €4,000 in today's money. She said she'd stay quiet, but she was off to O'Gorman's pub that night to celebrate, but she often went to O'Gorman's Good pub. Good woman! Anne Lahart was a bartender in the pub on John Street, where Nancy was a regular. Miss Lahart described her as a lovely person. She quiet in her own way, but would happily chat with those she knew, she was partial to a rum and blackcurrant and also mm. liked her whiskey and lemonade. I just think this woman oh my sounds God, she's so breaking lovely. my fucking heart, Sarah. Nancy called to the pub at around nine o'clock and was in great form. She was talking about Dick. So she was kind of saying about how much she missed him because it was coming up to the year anniversary. But she was in a really celebratory mood. She had several drinks. She bought some cigarettes before Miss Lahart's father dropped her a short distance home. And that was really common. He would drop her home. Yeah. And saw her safely into her hallway. This was about midnight. Just a little after midnight, some of the neighbours were awoken by some banging and cursing. Geraldine and her mum walked out of the cottage to see what all the racket was and found John Joseph Malone kicking and shouting at Nancy's door. Geraldine is actually really sweet. So Geraldine said that her mum kind of came in and was like, do you hear that? And she kind of slept in the front bedroom of the cottage and the cottages are tiny. So we'll put up a picture of like what the street looks like and her Nancy's house is still there. So the cottages still look the exact same and so does Nancy's house. Um, But Geraldine said that her father was like an absolute coward so oh, the really? two women went out into the street <laughs> and the dad was kind of like, get in, like, get don't in, be going don't out be, yeah, and getting yeah, involved yeah. in that. But this entire story smacks of like that Irish mentality where it's like, it's not to do with you. Mind your own business. Mind your own business. Yeah. Um, so they were awoken um, to the banging and the curse and, and Geraldine and their mum walked out of the cottage to see what all the racket was. They found John Joseph or John Joe as people called him, kicking and shouting at Nancy's front door. Geraldine heard him banging on Mrs. Smith's door, so Nancy's door, and window and shouting, let me into the fucking house. I just want to fucking talk to you. At one stage, he said, I'll fucking get you. Mrs. Brennan went outside and saw Malone kick Nancy's door and bang on her window and slam her grate. Her gay. She described him as angry and agitated, and he was kind of what he. So, Geraldine said that like she, he kept walking and like looking at the two of them to be like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you going to do about this?" Jesus Christ. Um. So Geraldine's dad told the two women to gap back in, especially when he heard it was John Joe. Scared John Joe would retaliate, the two women stood there for a little while while they could hear Nancy shouting, "Will you go away with yourself? I'm not going to let you in." John Joe looked up the road at the two women, but he did not seem to care or bother that they were there. there. And with that, the two women went back inside because the dad was like, he's dangerous. Like, get back in. So every, like, this guy was well known within the community. He was like, not a pleasant. Scumbag. Yeah. Um, They went back into the house and the noise stopped. So their assumption was that he kind of went off. 
Like, she didn't let him in and he kind of just tottered off up the road. The assumption was that she must have not... She, he must have gone off and left Nancy alone. John Joe would have come would have come from a very fat, violent family home and he was feared within the community. He was well known to the garden in the local area and had been involved with petty crime all of his life. But he was also involved in a local pigeon club and he would have known Dick and Nancy from that circle. In the early hours of the morning, the people of Wolftone Road awoke to find Nancy's cottage being engulfed with flames. The local fire brigade got there, got the call and arrived on the scene nearly straight away. The thing that I found really like heartbreaking around the fire brigade is they were volunteers. So they weren't like paid. They weren't paid, yeah. And they were like people from the local area. So when they heard the address, they knew it was Nancy. Two local volunteers got into the cottage and immediately started to look for Nancy. As they walked into the sitting room, it was filled with thick black smoke. One of the firemen felt something at his feet as he got to the sofa. He kneeled down in the dark smoke and got as close as he could to see what he had touched with his feet. It was Nancy lying on her back dead. Oh, God. The two men lifted her out on onto the street, but it was too late. Nothing could be done and all the street knew Nancy was dead. The community thought it was an accident and that Nancy had fallen asleep with a lit cigarette because she was known Yeah, to. yeah. However, the house was so well built that the fire did not spread and the oxygen was starting to die out. So when the firemen got into the room, so when you see, I'll put up pictures of the cottage. When you see the cottage, it again, it reminds me of your mom's sitting room. That yeah. was kind of like the central part of the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything else was locked off from it. So the fire was contained. To so like... the fire was contained and because the house was so well built... Now, the firemen said that the windows were on the verge of breaking from yeah. the heat. They said if they had it bro- broke, it would have went up fully up fully because up. the oxygen would have taken over. Yeah. But they said that the fact that um, the house was so bel- well built meant that the fire didn't spread and the oxygen was starting to die out, meaning that the scene was relatively preserved. Yeah. And she also didn't, like, the firemen got there so early. Before the fire could actually do anything to her. anything on it. Like, her yeah. body wasn't damaged. Dr. Harbison, the state pathologist, arrived on the scene uh, the next day, pretty much the same day because this happens in the morning. He began the autopsy on Nancy and while washing her down, there's three people in the room and immediately it's obvious that something else has happened because she has red marks around her neck. Why would you do this to her? She also had no smoke in her lungs, meaning she was not breathing when the fire (sighs) actually was lit. The pathologist's report showed that she had died from strangulation before the fire was lit. She also had suffered a bruise to her scalp, which could have been caused by her falling down backwards on something hard. And further trauma to her mouth suggested that she'd been struck or a hand had been held over her face. So he must have gotten in and like immediately put his hand over her face to stop her screaming. I can't. Garda started a murder investigation. The guard had descended upon the cottage and the rumours on the, the street began immediately. But much of the witness evidence heard was gathered and Malone was arrested. So like the, the big problem with this is that no one really came forward. But people did kind of say, oh, I, John Joe was here. He was over kicking the door. The other However, day. many witnesses did not come for, forward out of fear to John Joe. And because the two... Uh, that saw it so the two that I said that saw him yeah. they never they never came forward they never said that this happened for real? yeah it was just some other people in the local area said that they'd seen him around what the fuck? 
They thought this was an... So everybody in the village thought this was an open and shut case. So some people out of fear were like, no. And then some people were like, sure. Like, I don't need to get involved. This is my village. Yeah. Oh my God. That's when I was writing this. I was like, this is Emma's village. Oh. They were like, I don't need to get involved. Sure, this is like, my business. Somebody else will deal with that. So I wrote after this, this smacks of Irish. <laughs> it does smack of Irish. Um... I do not want to get I do not want to get involved. Yeah. Geraldine's mother told her there was no need for her to make statement, even though her mother were her and her mother were only like one of the few that could place John Joe at her, her door. They were friends, yeah. dude. And in the end she told the guard she did not see anything. Oh. Her mum was like, "You don't need to make statement now. You don't need to be getting involved. Like this is like this is clearly now an open it's done and dusted like Dude. So. Fucking Ireland. When questioned, he initially denied going to Mrs. Smith's house. So John Joe said, I wasn't there. But later admitted he went there and had an argument with her. However, he denied attacking or setting her house on fire. With no forensic evidence, Garda could proceed no further. Wonderful. The community and Nancy's family were absolutely shocked. They thought that this was a done deal. That John Joe had clearly murdered Nancy for the money because her pension was missing. This cunt. Um, so the local post office had said, like, Nancy got her pension today and it was taken from the scene. So, like, all of her money was gone. This cunt. She'd no money there. Um, that it was a done deal that John Joe had clearly murdered Nancy for the money. All of her pension was missing from the scene. And there was also a trophy that belonged to Dick that was also found in the river near the house. Um, that John Joe said he had gone to Nancy's house that night because Dick had won a trophy for a show pigeon that he felt he should have won a number of years earlier. And that he was somehow entitled to this, like, trophy, but also entitled to, like, the pigeon because it was, like, worth money. But, like, Nancy didn't have the pigeon anymore. The entire time John Joe was in custody, his father was outside the station screaming for his son not to open his mouth and was swearing at people passing by. So his father oh, yeah. was like outside they making sound a like scene. a class act this family yeah. don't they the family got on with saying goodbye so the family got on with saying goodbye to Nancy and the whole community held a funeral but the whole town was in shock and none could believe that a murder had taken place so they were all saying like they were so like they were so sweet but like also so innocent they were like this one woman she was like you couldn't believe that you were putting her into the ground and she'd be murdered yeah it's such an like, alien concept they were like, and then one of them went, like, you could you could believe it in Dublin. <laughs> yeah, like, everybody says it. Everybody's like, you, you believe that? Yeah. Drugs. Yeah. That's only in Dublin. No one does drugs in the country. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then this makes me really sad. So the whole town was in shock. No one could believe that the murder had taken place, but also that the killer was walk- walking amongst them and was a part of their community. Yeah, of course. There was also no photos of Nancy. So there is no photos of Nancy. I can't get a photo of her because the few that there were were all destroyed in the fire no, of the cottage. Oh, this is so fucking sad. Okay, we'll put up a picture of her little house then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The community knew they had a killer amongst them, but some were f- some were far too scared of him to come forward and the town could not believe that John Joe had gotten away with it. These people had to walk past John Joe on the street and people just gave up on Nancy ever getting her day in court. Um and like all of the town and community and all the people in this documentary all still call the cottage Nancy, Nancy's cottage like that's Nancy's that's house that's Nancy's house um, and they were like his nephew her nephews used to have to walk past this guy in the street oh that's a lot so years passed and the cold case remained on the shelf 
There was no new leads, which meant it just stayed just there. Just stayed like it was. For a number of years. But then in 2012, there was a guard appeal for informa- information and witnesses to come forward. And actually, there was like a crime line appeal. So we could put up like an image of that. So it's a crime line appeal. And when that appeal went out, a number of witnesses who were members of a Presbyterian Bible group, which Malone had joined for a time... When he would kind of come in and out, so he'd join and then drop out and then come back, like me and you at Slim World. Um, <laughs> 14 stone in a day. 12 stone in a day. <laughs> I love 12 stone in a day. Um, but he would drop in and out of his group, and sometimes maybe he was seeking forgiveness, but there was this one guy who was like, John Joe wasn't a Christian, and he never was apologetic for anything he did. Um, he was like he would he was just there yeah it's the last person I would think would yeah. join a Presbyterian thing um, but he what actually this guy like just started to tell people like he couldn't keep his mouth shut that he did it so he's told a number of members that he had killed Nancy in the time that passed from the murder John Joe became more and more confident he would never be charged for the murder and he clearly that he clearly had carried out he became mouthy and started to talk about what he had done his milk got him in the end. Good. Jade Curran told the Garda that Malone came to his house. Jude Curran. I was, I'm just going to tell you, I was terrified there was not going to be an outcome to this. I know. So I'm very happy. Yeah. Okay, come on. Jude Curran told the Garda that Malone came to his house months after Nancy's death. And he said, I was reading the Bible. And John Joe came in and just said to me, Jude, if somebody murdered somebody, would God forgive them? And that was it. He didn't say anything else. What the fuck? Jude was like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> How'd you get in here? What the fuck? <laughs> Who are you? You <laughs> 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 <We> shouldn't laugh. <laughs> but if we didn't laugh, if we don't laugh, you cry. A few, mo- a few months later, Malone came to him again and he said, How'd you get back in here? <laughs> <laughs> that fucking door is locked. <laughs> <laughs> so a few months later Malone came back to him again and he said to me that he couldn't make out how forensic said that Miss Smith was strangled he said he had told me that he had argued with her and that he pushed her and she fell he continued adding that Mr Malone had told him she had banged her head off a stone that he brought her in set her down and she had died and then he set fire to the house. So he was like, I didn't strangle her, but I did kill her. Oh, for fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. Billy Patterson, another member of the Bible group, said Malone... Oh, and the other guy. That guy, that Jude Malone guy. Yeah. Like, this happened, like, relatively soon after, like... He just kept that to himself, he did said, he? And again, in the, like, documentary, he was like, I didn't want to be the one that came forward yeah, first. Yeah, man, Jude. Um... Billy Patterson, another member of the Bible group, said Malone once told him that he was considering becoming a Christian. Mr. Patterson said he asked what would stop him and that the accused replies that he'd done something. He said he asked Malone if what he had done had to do with that old woman. And he said, yes. And I, he said to him, did you do it? And John Joe said, yes. And that was it again. So no one just decided to go to the guards, no? Like if, if I said to you, did you kill somebody? And you were like, yes. Fuck's that sake. would be the end of the conversation. I'd be like, no, we need to talk about this. Yeah. Put the kettle on. Yeah. Sit down. Like, sit down. We Tell need me. to have a chat. We need to have a chat. Worry about this. Barney Malone, who said John Joe had confessed to him one night about 10 years ago. Wonderful. Barney's wife, 
Oh, so by the way, this is his brother. Bernie Malone is like John Joe's brother. So they all fucking knew. Yeah. Uh, am I right in that? I mean, yeah. Barney's wife Anne Malone said the accused had once threatened her saying he would burn her house down as she as he had done Nancy Smith's 81 year old Eileen Kelly also revealed that a few months after Nancy was killed she confronted him and he told her it was an accident he she said that Malone told her her he had argued with Nancy and she told him to go away and that he she had accused his brother of having robbed her in the pub she said he told her he caught Miss Smith, shoved her in the door and squeezed her too tight. Like her neck? Mm. And then Geraldine, the woman who lived three yeah. doors up, finally came forward. Okay, good. She told the guard everything she had seen that night and she cried and she cried. Oh, and she felt a huge sense of relief. She said she had lived her entire life feeling guilty for not coming forward and supporting Nancy and telling the truth. But she finally felt brave enough to do it. On the 16th of October 2015, John Joe was arrested for the murder of Anne Nancy Smith at his home. He was brought to Kilkenny Station and brought to the district court. And Nancy's entire community were present when when the charging was held. So the guardy told them all and they all got there so they could hear him being charged with the murder of Nancy. Oh my god. And they all arrived. That's so sweet. March 22nd, 2017, the court case began in the district court in Dublin. John Joe, in his usual form, with his usual charming self, and his mother walked, and his mother walked him to court every day. Of course she did. And he attacked a number of photographers coming in and out of the courtroom, and there's loads of video footage of him her doing son. it. Yeah. That's my that's son. That's my son. Fuck off. Every witness mentioned above got up and showed up for Nancy. Fucking fair play, lads. The community and nephews of Nancy showed up every day in court. So if no one is aware of like the geography of Ireland, Kilkenny is about like two and a half hours away from Dublin. And this community showed up every day in the Dublin criminal court. Fair fucking play to them. They all bravely got up and they all had to walk past John Joe to give their statements. So even that 81 year old woman, she got up and she walked past him and sat there and gave her statement. And Geraldine got up and walked past and gave her statement. And she said, as she was walking back down, she just looked up and gave him a nod. (laughs) (laughs) She just gave him a nod and said, fuck you, John Joe. (laughs) So... John Joseph Malone, 53, of New Park, Kilkenny, was found guilty on Thursday of the murder of Anne Nancy Smith on September 11th, 1987, at her home on Wolftown Street, Kilkenny. The Central Criminal Court and a jury of seven men and five women returned their unanimous verdict after three hours and 26 minutes of deliberating. Jesus, it didn't take long. Malone was on bail when the trial began and his bail had been revoked the week previous as he was seen shouting abuse at the home of Eileen Kelly, that 81-year-old woman. Are you fucking kidding me? Days before she was due to give her evidence. Scumbags. There's always that one... If you're from a small village in Ireland, there's always that one scumbag family. Fuck's sake. After the guilty verdict was announced, Justice Patrick McCarthy delayed sentencing to allow Mrs. Smith's family to make a statement to the court awaiting his sentence. Malone was wept and was comforted by members of his family. When the court resumed, Mrs. Smith's nephew, Desmond Murphy, choked back tears. Desmond Murphy also is one of the volunteer firemen that took her out of the house. 
he choked back tears to say what happened to Nancy on that night had a major effect a major effect on all members of her family. He said it was wonderful to get this moment. Closure is there. He said the judge then gave Malone a life sentence. Oh, sorry. Closure is there, he said. The judge then gave Malone a life sentence. Speaking outside the court, Mr. Murphy said his aunt had been murdered in a callous fashion. He said the family had grown stronger in their bond as they never gave up hope that they would get justice. And today is that day. Isn't that really sad? Oh my god. Like this little old woman. Why are we little old lady? And she was like the sweetest. And had lost her husband. Was just trying to live her life. And that is the story of Anne Nancy Smith. Dude, what a fucking waste of, like, what a waste to do that to somebody. Excellent job. And then that man just lived his life. Until 2017 years. Scumbag. Rotten jail. Quick maths. Rotten jail. It's 27 years. Was 1987? 23 years? Yeah. Yeah, no, no. That's actually more than that. Uh, Shout out to me and Sarah who don't know how to do maths. Can't do maths. Just terrible at maths. Um, Excellent job. That was fantastic, 30 years. 30 years this motherfucker was walking around. Everyone in his family knew he did it. Yeah. The entire community. Fair play. They actually eventually got him in jail. But for 30 years that community was carrying around that they knew. And to be perfectly honest with you, if that happened in my village, you'd be the exact same. Yeah, I do think there's that thing. Exactly. But there's that thing even in Ballyfermer where it's like, don't rat anybody in. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Just, don't say anything because we don't want any children yeah. around here. And I'm like, a woman was strangled to death and yeah. then her house was burned down. And she was a sweet old lady. And y'all are just like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. You say nothing to nobody. See, the difference between me is I know this is me. Uh, if I was in the village, in my village and something like that happened, I'd be the first person on the fucking yeah, but guard then station. they'd be like, burn the witch. Burn the witch. Burn the witch. Um, excellent job Sarah Jane oh, did you like such that a good one? job honestly I'm incredibly sad and I that poor lady Jesus Christ rest in peace Nancy rest in peace um, and to her family and Nancy as well. Smith she's and unfortunately that's a, I found the pictures thing really sad yeah no that's you know horrific. that thing like, she's like completely wiped most out most people have a picture that you can find there's not a single pic- picture of her and her nephew talks about it on the documentary oh my references uh, T.G. Cahar I don't T.G. know T.G. Cahar Mask Thanks very much What does that mean Murder Irish? in the town What does it mean in English Murder in the town Yes sir I meant, <laughs> I meant to say that first time um, And then the Independent and the Sunday Guardian Perfect That's it um, Most of it was just like The documentary Because yeah. all those people Were so Manu, Manu in Mask Is great by the way If you want to go and teach Cahar they, they have like a player On their website Takes about 75 minutes To figure now out Now it does Sarah took a while To get to the subtitles I could feel you Getting annoyed at me last night I wasn't annoyed Dude I wasn't last night I could feel you being like Honestly I don't even get annoyed I'm just laughing I could feel you being like This tick coat Every time I'm like This 95 year old woman I can't use technology anymore I never get annoyed People to be like Raise the ticket And I'm like What the fuck do you mean how do I do it? What um, do you mean? I'm good with computers. Yeah, I am proficient email, with Excel. Receiving an yeah. email. I like internet. Uh, the other day I said to someone at work, I said, uh, you know that thing on your CV where you say proficient with Excel? That's a lie. I didn't. Lie. I lied. Can you figure out how to do this? Microphone? My manager, Anna, is amazing at Excel. Like, incredible. And I'm just like, listen, I'm making this up. Mm. As I go I watch along. an awful lot of Google I videos. will YouTube this. I watched a TikTok the other day of a, of a guy pretending to be like a narrator over those like how-to videos yeah, yeah, yeah. like on YouTube. And he was like taking a piss and he meant people in the comments were like, I couldn't do my job if it wasn't for these videos. <laughs> yes, to God. <laughs> like the simplest thing you can think of. Yeah. I've YouTubed that. Yeah. been like, what's a reverse Y lookup on Excel? <laughs> like... <laughs> 
everything else because you do something you're like uh uh-huh, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then the sweat because you're like yeah. I don't know what those words mean and they're like what's the timeline on that and I'm like oh, oh my God, it's 25 just, minutes uh, two hours yeah. 25 minutes <laughs> I mean like sorry I like two hours <laughs> Lads, we're doing well in life. Fair play to us. Sarah, excellent job. Honestly, that was really, really good. Very well told and incredibly fucking sad. Whenever I hear about old people being murdered, I'm like, why are you doing this? I know. Just let them live out their last years, please, for the love of God. But they mentioned that's happened where people have been killed over like a pension or like mm. the do- they had their dole in their house or money in their house people just fucking murder them um, this is a PSA for anybody that does keep money in their house there's that b- thing you can get as well don't keep money in your house but for older people there's that thing who's listening to this old there's this but if they thing- have old people in their lives you know what and I'm not going to use the word old if you're older and you are by yourself and you might be worried to be by yourself uh, there's that thing you can get that's like a button that you press that the guards come yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, some, or it alerts a member of your family. Family. And they can come and help you. you. Can I'm just, sure everybody uh, knows about Go onto the internet and look at the video of them. They've fallen over. I've <laughs> fallen over! And I can't No, get because we're not sociopaths. So we're not going to do Grace that. Grace Grandad. Grace <laughs> Grandad, he'd say to you, he'd go down and he'd one of those big alarm systems in his house. And he'd be like, I fell over yesterday and I nobody came. And I'd go, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You Here, fucking liar. what age does it start becoming you had a fall? F- 60s. In so? your 60s. Because it, you know when you're younger, you're like, I fell. Yeah. But then when they say, she had a fall. She had a fall. Is that on the Irish thing? She had, he had a fall thing? up the road. Because you know the dramatics of that one. But do you know it's the dramatics of that when someone says she had a fall? You're yeah. like, oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. Is she okay? Is she okay? My mother's one thing that she always says to my people and I don't know how many people this happens to my village. She had a fall outside mass. Yeah. Why? Somebody needs to do something about the gravel outside Someone our church. Someone needs to do a walk yeah. around the site. She had a fall. It's a terrible Like fall. when I went, she happens in my job and let's say, no thank, touch wood, I'm Touch all the wood. 197 days without an incident. Good woman. Um, but when they're like, there was an incident and someone fell. My part of my job is to walk around to and make where. sure make sure no one else can fall. So if all these women are falling outside a mass, what's going on outside someone mass? Someone needs to do a survey. Them. It's either she fell, had a fall outside a mass, or she tripped over the foot door, which is shocking as well. Graham's mass always falling. Always falling. Yeah, it's a. I don't know if that's a very if that's an Irish thing for someone to say she had a fall. Because I don't know if any other people say that. Let us know in the comments. Please let us know if you Comment below. Comment you know when people do that on the hey, YouTube video. Hey, press the subscribe button and give us hey, a thumbs up, you guys. Could you give us a like, give us a thumbs Just up? give us a like. You know what we're meant to do, actually, apparently, as a proper podcast. Is that we're meant to, to tell people to like and, and subscribe and give comments. Yeah. Don't fucking comment. Don't leave me any reviews. How dare you? Don't review anything I do. There was one do. woman from Holland <laughs> that left us a very nice review, but had three stars by accident. <laughs> and I'd really like her to go in and fix those back, stars. Please? I also gave us five stars on Spotify yesterday. I don't give a fuck I don't think we I don't think it matters I don't care I felt good I said five stars five stars now do I think we're five, five stars? stars no I think I'm five stars Sarah thinks she's five stars five so stars I gave Sarah five stars me one and a half everything Maybe about two. me five stars two arsehole five stars <laughs> five stars shit hold on arsehole yeah. the hole no like everything about me five stars shit everything evacuating my body <laughs> Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> like, there's no thing about me. It's not five stars. That's the confidence we need to go into the rest of this year with. My arsehole is five stars. Everything. If anybody asks him, five star arsehole. And then leave it at that. <laughs> if they ask you, if you're in five work, star cars, they're like, tell us the fact about yourself. Five star Five star arsehole. That's like, I have a friend, Grace's best friend, who used to write, you know, in the, like, your hobbies. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. used to write... Animal lover. What? <laughs> yes. 
Because he would be like, I'm an animal lover. Like, I'm on deadly, oh, deadly. I'm deadly bed. <laughs> Hello, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Um, but yeah, that's everything for this week. Thank you to Sarah for that wonderful story. Uh, very sad, um, but very well. We're well, going to play well Lily's song. We're going to play Lily's song. So Lily's great song of all uh, time. writing music now. So God love you all. Uh, it's the best ever song. It's ever. about it's her and me. her my niece Laurie. They need to start a little uh, feminist band. They're in a punk rock band with They're my dad. They're in a punk rock band with her dad. It's the cutest thing in the entire world. I put up the video of her we in need to the do band. A photo shoot. Remember she did the. Uh, one up in the shed yeah and she was like get out <laughs> she was not having any she was like it. pretend it's the radio yeah she was not having any of us being in that shed um, but thank you to everybody for listening and thank you for joining the Patreon whoever has thank you don't yeah, thank, Patreon, you, thank you but thank, thank you to everybody that has that's incredibly uh, nice and uh, have a nice week and we'll see you next week next week if we decide to do an episode we might not what are you talking about? I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm Don't joking. Pre- I want a story. I'll, I'll give you a story. Yeah. What's the scoop, kid? It won't kid? be about incest. Hot I'll, takes. I'll avoid, avoid the intra- in- incest again. It's difficult. It is difficult. Um, All right. Bad. All right, talk to you guys. Happy Christmas. Next week, be good. Bye. Colin! Lily, 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 Laurie. Friends forever.